summer is here. And are you one of those people who dreads the fact that summer has arrived because of undesirable symptoms that come along with it? For some women, summer means infections, and that can be very discouraging and frustrating. In this week's episode, we talk about why you are more infection prone during the summer and what you can do about it. Hi, I'm Adrienne Irizarry. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your menstrual health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. This podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities. The focus of the program is on biological function and we will use the term women throughout, but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology, not identity. Come as you are, I am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity. I hope you find something helpful in this show to another episode of the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a not-so-favorite topic for a lot of people, but I think it's a really important one to talk about. There are a large number of women who struggle with infections. See, like I said, it's not going to be a great topic today in terms of most people heard infections and went, ugh, And that's okay. That is usually the reaction that we get when we're like, oh man, am I coming down with another one again? One thing that really surprised me when I first started doing this work is just how many women struggle with infections. I had never had one at that point in my life. And So it really did surprise me just the sheer number of people who really do struggle with these. So I think that this is a really important topic. And I chose to do this episode in the summertime because this is where most people see them. There is not a coincidence there. I see a large number of clients in my practice with infections of all kinds during the summertime. This is UTIs, BVs, yeast infections, that dry itch that doesn't have any weird discharge with it, and you go in and get swabbed for an infection and it doesn't come back positive. All of those, is this ringing any bells for people who are listening? Having infections during the summertime, there's no coincidence there. So infections like UTIs, yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, or BV are what is known as damp heat in the lower jaw in Chinese medicine. So what does that mean? So let me give you the lay of the land in terms of understanding your body from a Chinese medicine perspective. Your body is divided into three sections, the upper jaw, the middle jaw, and the lower jaw. Often when we're dealing with issues around our cycle, our genitalia, anything to do with our reproductive system, we're dealing with lower jaw issues. Sometimes it's a relationship disharmony between the middle and the lower jaw. So think digestive issues yield reproductive related issues. That's a good way to put those two together. So this just gives you an idea of the area that we're focused on. So when there is too much heat in the lower jaw, infections result. 
And this doesn't have to be a true infection either. So this is what I was saying at the opening of the episode. I have clients who come into my office complaining that they have symptoms of an infection. They go to their doctor, they get tested, and they're totally mystified because the test is negative. Has this happened to any of you? It happens to a large number of my clients, and I feel that they just get so frustrated because they go in, they're like, I have all of the symptoms, I swear I'm checking all of the boxes, and they get the test done, and the test is negative, and they're like essentially told to go home because there's nothing wrong with them. In their heads, they're going, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm experiencing symptoms, I swear I'm not crazy. So... This is due to the fact that heat is creating symptoms, but the temperature hasn't been turned up enough for the test to read positive yet. So if this imbalance isn't addressed, it can often head in that direction. So if we understand from a Chinese medicine perspective that infections are heat driven, why are infections so much more common in the summertime? It makes sense, right? So if we understand that infections are heat in the lower third of our body and it's hot in the summertime, we have the right conditions for the heat to be turned up enough between the climate inside our body and the weather outside our body for an infection to come to fruition. This is a very oversimplified explanation. I just want to put that out there. So if any of you are listening and you're like, oh, I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner, like you left some details out, I did that on purpose because I wanted to give a broad understanding. So I understand that this is an oversimplified explanation, but I think that it's helpful to understand that there is a connection between summer heat and seeing an increase in infections. It's something that I hear over and over from my clients where they're like, yeah, I'm totally fine during the winter time. And then I dread the summer because I just know that it's going to happen. So I wanted to at least make that connection for people to take that am I crazy voice down a notch inside of your head. And it's helpful to know that you are prone to infections because they can often be worse in the summertime because of this additional heat, or they can appear more frequently. And that correlation isn't in your head. So what can we do about it? Often these infections are a perfect storm between the body looking for resources that it's lacking and that lack allows for some heat. So let me give you this visual. Whenever I give this explanation to my clients in practice, I think about indicator lights on the dashboard of your car. When you are low on coolant, the little thermometer comes on. Okay, it's an indication to you that there is too much heat in the car. There's not enough coolant to balance that out and you have to put more fluid in. The same thing is happening inside of your body. Your infection is the indicator light coming on saying that the coolant level is a little bit low and you need to replenish it in order for the heat level to go down. So to reduce the frequency of infections during the summertime, it is really important to be mindful of your yin. Remember a few episodes ago, we talked about what yin is and the fact that yin is substance. So that indicator light on the dashboard analogy totally worked in this situation. As we refill the substance, or if we're going to use the car analogy, the coolant in the car, you are able to reduce the heat in the body and eventually put that deficient heat out. So how would you apply this in your life? This would look like foods that support yin. Some of these are some of our favorite summertime foods, like 
watermelon. Watermelon's a great one. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about the season of the heart and foods that support the heart and support heat during this season. Watermelon was one of those. It's a red food. So watermelon and its high water content is really great for supporting yin in the summertime. Bone broth is my go-to in terms of making suggestions for people to support yin in their body. Bone broth is not always a popular one. I respect the fact that there are a lot of meat freers in this audience. But bone broth, if you were to integrate any animal product into your experience, bone broth would be it because it has so many minerals and nutrients. The gelatin aspect of it helps hold moisture in your body. It really does change the way your bleed shows up. It changes the way infections show up or don't show up. I cannot stress enough the magic of bone broth. Goji berries is another really great one. Jujubes and dark leafy greens. Okay, so here are some of the foods, and this is not in any way an exhaustive list. If you're interested in a more in-depth list, that can be found in my Body Wisdom membership program. I give a much more comprehensive list in there of the kinds of foods that would be really supportive. And we do talk a little bit more specifically in there about working with infections. But these are just a few foods that you could integrate into your life that can help decrease the frequency and intensity of infections. Managing how much you sweat is important. And I know that totally sounds like an oxymoron in the summertime, but you can do this through things like the intensity of your workouts on hot days so you don't sweat to excess. Because some of those building blocks that you are trying to put in to create coolant in the car to take that internal heat down a notch, you lose when you sweat profusely. So managing how much you sweat is a very effective way of supporting yourself if you are infection prone. Minimizing foods that are dampening. Okay, remember back at the beginning of the episode, I said that it's damp heat in the lower jaw. Well, dampening foods are going to add to this. And unfortunately, most of our favorite foods in our backyard barbecue fall into this category. These are going to be things like beer, sugar, alcohol, wheat, and dairy. So if you think about that list, a lot of our summer diet, at least in the U.S., can play a big role in the frequency of infections, unfortunately. One thing that we don't talk a lot about is pelvic steaming and herbs. And there are a lot of naysayers out there. So if you were to Google vaginal steaming, you're really going to get a mixed bag of information out there about it. But if you're working with a practitioner who is trained and knows what they're doing, pelvic steaming can be an incredibly effective tool to deal with infections. I've worked with hundreds of women who are on that antibiotic hamster wheel and have struggled with digestion as a result of taking too many antibiotics. It kills all of their gut flora. The infection comes back and they feel like they're a slave to the antibiotics. And every time they take a course, it makes them worse. Steaming and herbs help to drain heat and dampness. So remember at the beginning, we said damp heat. Steaming helps to drain dampness and heat. It nourishes the system. It encourages the bacteria to eliminate naturally without disrupting the gut flora. So this is like having an attack on a kingdom. You've got the guys dressed in black on the outside and the guys dressed in white on the inside. 
I know that's a very stereotypical, like knight in shining armor kind of analogy, but bear with me. We're creating a picture. So let's say you've got the bad invaders coming in from the outside. You've got the good guys on the inside. If you kill people on both sides of the wall, there is nobody to protect you from the second wave of the guys dressed in black coming in to get the wall. They're going to come over the wall. Nobody's stopping them. And they're going to take over the kingdom right? This is what happens with an infection. It's a very oversimplified version, but it's exactly what happens. So the reason that steaming is so effective is the antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral properties of the herbal formula deals with the problem at the source. And it stimulates an acupuncture point that is very potent for draining heat and dampness in the body and doing it in the lower jowl. So you got the perfect combination of criteria in order to deal with infections when you're doing it that way. So this way, you maintain all of your good gut flora on the other side. Your vaginal canal is an extension of your gut flora. It repopulates with the good guys and we break the cycle. So That's the premise of how I work with infections using pelvic steaming. This whole episode is just to make you aware that you do not have to suffer with infections and there are natural ways of helping to bring your body into right relationship so that you don't have the right conditions for symptoms like UTIs, yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, or BV to appear. You do not have to have the embarrassment, frustration, and recurring trips to the doctor's office only to feel worse and worse because the infections keep coming back and you only get temporary relief and the digestion and intestinal issues continuing to climb because the meds are really hard on your system. The added benefit of addressing infections through a Chinese medicine approach and other natural approaches is you're not just addressing the symptom. You are healing the body and helping to affect the constitution. You are healing in a way that helps set you up for success so that you reduce the frequency of undesirable symptoms of infection and eventually eliminate them altogether. Wouldn't it be amazing to not live with these anymore? I have seen so many women breathe a huge sigh of relief because they're like, thank you for giving me my life back. I know exactly what I need to do when I first start seeing symptoms. Everything that I do in my practice is to teach you how to be in the driver's seat of your bus. There's nothing more frustrating than feeling like I have these symptoms. They're telling me that it's all in my head or I have these symptoms and they're telling me I don't have an issue. And you're like, everything points to there being an issue. So now what do I do? That question, now what do I do, is what leads the vast majority of people to my door. Because I offer people natural ways of addressing these kinds of undesirable symptoms. You do not have to wreck your gut flora. I help you rebuild your gut flora. And I help give you tools to be able to address infections. So while you may see mixed information out there online, if you Google about using steaming for infections, I have hundreds of women that have come through the doors of my practice that now no longer live on that antibiotic hamster wheel because they took a chance on steaming. And I just also want to put out the cautionary note in saying all of that 
that you have to work with a trained practitioner that knows what they're doing. There are lots of people out there that Google certain types of herbs. They try to DIY it themselves and they can make matters worse because remember, heat is part of the equation. So you have to apply your heat medium very strategically and very regimentedly in order to be successful. This needs to be done with a certified practitioner who knows what it is that they're doing and preferably somebody who is also an herbalist that has some background to be able to put really good combinations of herbs together. So pelvic steaming is a great way to go. There's lots of things you can do with diet and lifestyle to be able to reduce your inclination and even eliminate that inclination for having infections in the future. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Reproductive Rebel. Reproductive Rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist, herbalist, sound healer, and Chinese nutritional therapist, Adrian Irizari of Moon Essence, LLC. If you are interested in setting up an appointment with Adrian for one-on-one support, ordering from our store, or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like us and follow Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.